you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off record highs for the major indices, four straight days of gains, maybe a fifth as futures are higher, despite Boeing again lower on news that will halt max production next month. Europe's mostly lower. Uh, 10 year 186. Housing starts were good. We're going to get industrial production and jolts on the way. Our roadmap begins with Boeing set to suspend 737 max production in January. Shares are lower ahead of the bell and now in danger of its first negative year in five years. Plus, new highs are in striking distance. Stocks, as you saw, set for what would be a muted open after another round of Wall Street records. And the shipping wars. Amazon blocking sellers from using FedEx ground for prime. FedEx does report tonight after the bell. Let's kick off with Boeing, though, now on track for four straight uh, declines. The company confirming it will suspend production of the MAX beginning in January as regulators make it clear they will take their time in approving the jet's return to service. Boeing says its decision is driven by a number of factors, including the extension of uh, certification into next year. I see Southwest Gym is delaying a return until April now. That's the second delay in two months. Yeah, they can't get this right. Uh, And throughout this, the thing that people talk about, when you speak to large money managers like I do, it's like, well, we can't move it, miss this move to 400. And this thing gets approved. We can't. So we're going to stand there and buy the stock. We're not even going to let it go under 300. We want every share we can get because it's just a matter of, of uh, when, not if. My problem with that is, is that it's just the when keeps getting pushed out. But this stock was down 12 at one point last night. And there came in the buyers. And these buyers are voracious and relentless, as if something fabulous is about to occur. Now, there isn't anything fabulous about to occur. But these people are afraid of something good happening. So they just stick with it. Yes. They stick with it. Uh, The dividend is safe for now. Yes. At least at current levels. Yes. Um, Cash flow is obviously going to be significantly impacted, as we know. But what's even more amazing is the impact this will have on overall economic growth yes, in the United it's States. A, it's the biggest, it's the most important export we have. Uh, pork will replace it. Pork will pork. replace the Boeing 737 yes. MAX. Yes, it will. Um, something else is, what, well. Something's got to give. You, back, backyard, yeah. backyard pig fat, big farms, forget about it, partner. If so we, if we can raise enough now, that seems to be. We can. Now, it takes 48, takes 48 months to make enough pigs. We have enough pigs right now for them. I mean, the fact that this matters is completely ridiculous. Which? The Boeing 737 Max or the pork? No, the Boeing versus pork. You can't help but bring pork up within not, two minutes of every show. They, it's not guns and butter. They're ports, you know? planes, and pigs. It is. Well, yeah. Planes and... Wow. Just thought of that. That's really um, good. I have seen some estimates, macro impact on Q1 GDP... Three-tenths? I you got a problem possible. with that? Yeah, three-tenths. Look, I mean, everybody's got... I mean, some of these companies like Spirit were spun off by Boeing. I mean, just, they were like companies that 
We're a kind of Boeing captive. They can't make it up. Spirit Aero System. Yeah, we want to hear what Larry Culp has to say. We want to hear what Greg... Uh, what, uh, GE, no doubt. What, what Greg are they Hayes talking? has to say. Over a billion, a billion yeah. three, something Greg like Hayes, that in terms know, of the hit? We want to know what this is say. We know that Americans furious. American and, Airlines. And we know that yeah. Gary Kelly's furious because he told us in October. Take a listen. I've been very clear. We're not happy about our situation. Um, you know, we put we put our future in the hands of Boeing and the Max, and we're grounded. Of course, that interview was the same one in which he sort of raised the idea. Maybe we start looking at other planes. Well, I mean, look, I think the reason why everyone thinks it's going to 400 is is that you got to keep looking. You get Airbus doesn't have any planes available. No, not for years. Now, and you Southwest, want to get out of the queue? Southwest took uh, some money already, but right, there's going to be no. more coming, I guess. They're going to have a new negotiation well, I mean, <laughs> about what they're due from Boeing for right. all these delays. And, and that's why people are worried about the cash flow is how much is Boeing owe. But let's never forget, everybody is captive. There are just not enough planes being built. And a lot of the things, I mean, like, you know, Emirates has a huge fleet of this, of the gigantic Boeing, a bit, a bit Airbus planes. And Airbus just put a fortune in the gigantic planes. And there's eight airports that can handle the uh, Emirates plane. The, uh, you know, the gigantic, you ever flown A380, that? 380 yeah. You ever flown that 380, David? I don't know if I have. I have asked for. I may have. I'm I've not asked sure. for a piano bar in that, in that bar. They have some great gins in that bar. I'm not kidding. I've, Pianos are awfully heavy, but okay. But they can, that, that bar, it is like, it is like Casablanca. It, during the movie. It's like Casablanca, right up the usual suspects, including Kramer, happens to that Slipstone gin. It's always back there. But I, those planes, that's what Airbus went wrong. They built the wrong plane. We can't get the 737 going. There are no planes. What, what a chance for the Chinese. But no. No. Too busy stealing our secrets. Well, there is, I mean, you can, if anybody who covers aviation knows the Chinese have ambitions to have their own. They have a, they have a, a plane do. maker. Yeah, they do. That guess five they, years behind. Well, they haven't been able to steal enough. No. I mean, appropriate. I mean, you know, when you talk about it with these execs, they're all very, they're very, very careful not to use the terms that I'm using. They're just saying that the joint ventures are it offer unbelievable opportunities for the Chinese, and yet they haven't pulled it off. Spending a lot of money building aircraft carriers that are inferior to our aircraft carriers, but no. There's no planes, so that this is just. I mean, look at this stock. Why, honestly, why is the stock not under under 300? You buy at 300. Yes, I have but to you believe. Just don't that, think it'll get there. I think. Well, I, the buying power of of funds that are in this stock, knowing that there is no real competition, is incredible. And what happens, as they tell me, when they get this right? What happens when the 737 is certified? Where does this stock go? They have a long month. time to get things going again, isn't it? But they in terms don't of getting they, production back up well, to what, fold well, where it was. Riddle me this. Why is the stock not below 300? Because of all the reasons you're pointing out. Right. Yeah. Right. Hope springs eternal. But I am it's worried a about it. We pointed we, that out about 150 times. Well, and we just did 151 times. 151. Um, Larry Culp needs to be heard from. Larry Culp, CEO of General Electric, needs, right. GE, needs to be heard from. He has a better view on this than anyone okay. else in the world. Uh, well, Larry, if you're out there, we're happy to hear from you. Let me give him a jingle during the break. <laughs> All right. Do that. While you're doing that, uh, I'll bring up the stock market, aiming for more milestones a day after hitting all-time highs, including the first record close for the Dow since November. S&P had its 29th record close of the year. It comes within striking distance of 3,200. If the S&P, Jim, can get two more percentage points, we're talking the best year since 97. 
That is wow. incredible. 97 was the beginning of when we realized that the Internet was going to be the greatest thing on Earth. We had a tremendous uh, wind-tail moment. Um, now, the other day, we're getting overbought. I have, David had a picture of them. These are, I brought them. These are upgrades. Those are just these upgrades are today? upgrades. They're just upgrades. Wow. Look at these. Will you look at this? These wow. are upgrades. I'm looking at it. It's the incredible. tale of one city. It was the best of times, period. Should I be concerned about that? That's many, my that point. Many upgrades weighing that much? There's too many upgrades. Really? I have Goldman Sachs, which has done Did nothing. Did you read that upgrade? Oh, my God. Uh, yesterday the upgrade City. Goldman today is, is the Wells Fargo. Today it's Mike Mayo. Goes to 280. Mayonnaise. We, well, we upgrade up Goldman. Why? Because Goldman is now telling the truth about Goldman. Which is? That they're transparent. They have a lot of good things coming. I read that upgrade, and I said to myself, there is nothing in that upgrade other than the fact that Goldman's going to have a analyst meeting. In January. And they, and they didn't used to have analyst meetings. There's nothing else in that upgrade. You want to buy it off that? Right. Well, the stock's outperformed the S&P this year substantially, no, but I'm as saying, have all the major financials. Saying, is that a good, now, you want truth? Read the Unilever. Read the Unilever piece from Unilever. They used to be the ultimate in the, you know, they did the, they, they were all in the, Underdeveloped economies. Yes. Well, they're getting crushed there. It's not Proctor, going well. Proctor. By the way, this is one of the stock stories of the day, given this is an enormous company, of course. Right. Well, it's big. Anglo-Dutch. But, they, they, uh, they affirm but, on EPS. It's right. the sales. It's but sales. you're talking about yeah. India, not so good. Well, I don't know. They say Southeast Asia. I will say this. I think Proctor in the developed countries is crushing it. I think we get another huge quarter in Proctor. So if Proctor's down off Unilever, you might want to buy it. But Unilever's, I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, I've got upgrades. Right. I have an upgrade of Uber. I've got an upgrade of Micron. Still. I've got an explanation for why the Roku CFO quit. I, I, I've, got, I've got so many positive things here that I could throw this at you, David, and you'd be happy. I would be happy if you yeah, threw it at me? Some, well, I, well, I some, you, throw you know what I'm calling it in a piece tonight? This is the year of magical stock thinking. I loved her. Just There's do a lot in there. It's Joan Didion. Fantastic. Do some reps with that. Uh, yeah, you could get some shoulder action. Yeah. There's uh, Micron, a second consecutive oh, day yeah. of upgrades. Another, this time another upgrade. Another yeah. upgrade. It, it's fatuous upgrade. You're going to max out here. You, you see what you, 737 max out. <laughs> oh, there it um, goes. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, so here's the Micron upgrade. The, don't, it, says, I'm not today. it says, don't worry about this quarter. Well, okay, that's great. I'm, how about I'm grabbing an upgrade? How about myself. a Micron? We should have oh, no, no, oh, oh, just draw a bowl and just this is not an upgrade. No, no, it's yeah, just What'd close you get? your eyes. What'd you get, David? I, 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 I got, got Lily. I got Lily. No, no, it's three card Monty. Three card Monty. Can you see this? Which one is the upgrade? Which one is the upgrade? It's ridiculous. I got the Lily. The Micron upgrade is about Umulin. They're flat. Sales are flat. Well, that's not a, that's the diabetes I'm going space. for another not, one. Dave, that's what do I got one, now? Whoa, oh, Biopharma. Which one? Upgrade what? It's a, uh, yeah. You see Biohaven? Oh, this they is Lily again. No, Lily. Okay. We're all Lily. Well, because you see there's an analyst meeting, and I got Rick's on my show. Oh. So I'm trying to do what's called homework. You ought to give it a shot now and then. Really? Do you, homework. Is, are, is your argument that Sellside may be getting a little too? It, that's my argument. Really? I, well, I just can't read one more upgrade. The Micron piece, the Webbush Micron piece is like, this quarter's not going to be that good. So, I mean, what's going to happen when they report? It's just with the, it's just with the seven points on upgrade after upgrade after upgrade. There's a Viacom piece today that said using PT, which is price targeted. Thank you for that. Of 73. 73. 73. 
Stocks no, thirty nine seventy five. I listened to David Faber eviscerate Bob back. I did other. not eviscerate I anybody. Crushed by I, I asked him a couple of questions. Well, that's that's part of the problem. And seventy three dollar price tag. There is if there's no end to it. Here's one quick take. Safety and efficacy of Loxo. All right. That's good. Loxo. Yeah. How about Loxo? How about veggie cream cheese? I mean, this thing is unbelievable yep, how many yep. positives we have. We're gonna, God, it's crazy. Roku. It's good that the guy left. Jim is not kidding. We're going to get to other upgrades of UPS, J&J today. <laughs> UPS. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. J&J. Countdown to the opening bell. Futures do look good here. Actually, there's a downgrade, too, of uh, Lennar. Well, maybe we'll mention that. That, that was a known communist who downgraded. Doesn't he get the game plan? Squawk of the Streets back in a moment. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Getting breaking news on industrial production. Rick Santelli's got that in Chicago. Rick? Yes, our November read on industrial production is up 1.1. That is solid. Better than the under 1% we were expecting. We did lose a tenth on a revision from minus 6 to minus 7 tenths. If we look at utilization rates, they were about as expected, 77.3. And that is sequentially a plus as well, coming off of 76.6. So pretty good numbers. And earlier we had good numbers. Let's go to the charts. Let's go back to January of 2007 on housing starts that we had this morning. That number is the second best number in 12 years. Let's look at permits. How about we start in January 07 again? The best number since May of 2007. But if you look at a two-day chart of tens, we're within yesterday's range, kind of right in the middle, actually. But we didn't get any sort of bump on the early data points because, in many ways, it seems though equities in the general state of less uncertainty due to bigger issues potentially getting resolved seems to be the driving force and both seem to be moving together. If we open the chart up month to date on tens, you can see what I mean. Kind of a big sweeping arc and the top of that arc is right around 190. That's the area you want to pay attention to. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, I will take it. Thank you, Rick Santelli, with that, uh, well, all those different numbers. Now let's get to a mad dash, of course, as we count down to the opening bell. We've got about 14 minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. J&J. Yeah, now this is what I'm talking about, how the analysts can't help themselves. J&J, Morgan Stanley says, look, let's get, it's now a defensive stock again. Hold to buy. Bear case, they're saying, is $24 billion in legal liability, which is, of course, tapped an opiate. That means $6 per share. They think the market is dramatically overstating the legal liability from both talc. Uh, and from opiate. Now, the problem is, is that if there were a headline that came out about some jury or somebody that ruled negatively on talc, then you'll say, why did I pay 143? Uh, so it's defensive until it's not. I think J&J is a great American company. That was actually part of the disclosure. Do you know that in the lawsuit? Yeah. It came out that I actually sent an email saying, could you please send me any information about these lawsuits about, from your great American company? And it was, dis- it was disclosed. And, and, and I think Reuters questioned why I used the word great. Yeah, and I said, well, because this AAA balance sheet, it's a long, good 
And then I realized I am being defensive about calling an American company great. I'm not saying make America great. I'm saying there's a great drug company. Got but anyway, this is a great company, but I do fear the headline risk. So why don't you just wait till they lose well, a case? Because well, there's like a million speaking cases. Speaking of politics, uh, this is just Warren. It is falling Warren. in the polls. Yes, right? it is. How does? Yes, this is in a chart. It's an inverse chart of Elizabeth Warren's right. poll numbers. This is where she attacked. I think this is where she attacked Cooperman. Right. Right? Yeah. Right? And then people realize, well, wait a second. The guy has given away like every penny. He has spent his life being charitable, but he is the guy she targets? I mean, I, that was ill advised, David. Maybe. Well, she, Lee's, don't you think Lee's, you should, an, Lee's like, he's an unrelenting why don't human being. She, why doesn't she target people who don't give money away? Right. It was a bridge too far. And that's what I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily connect it with Lee as much as I no, would no, just no, say that, it, the Medicare it's plan. It's a simile. It's a Medicare. When well, she like pushed it back to the third arrows. year. It pushed it, it's very good. She pushed Thank back you. to the third. Anyway, the defensive. These are the kinds of pieces I don't like, because what will happen is they will lose a case. That's when the person should say bye. Right. Not now. OK. All right. Okay? OK. I'm just saying that the happy days are here again is exactly when it's not happening. Be careful. I'm a little... I am a little more circumspect. We're a little cautious today on I Boeing, you all, on J&J, I sh- well, I on all the upgrades. If Boeing's up today, David, then it is. It's, 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 there's no kryptonite. There's just no kryptonite anywhere. Superman. Yes. Has nothing to fear. All right. We got uh, a lot more squawk in the streets. Stick around. We'll count you down to the that, opening bell next. Caterpillar right there. Yeah. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Market uh, on pace for a fifth day gains and another record high for the S&P and NASDAQ as investors look past the Boeing news once again. Opening bells in eight minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in five minutes. Uh, Busy Tuesday morning, as Jim's been saying, tons of sell-side research, largely positive. If you're watching Boeing today, uh, the number to watch is 322.50. That's the number at which it ended 2018. So that's the point at which it would lose its gains for the year. Well, I mean, the thing that keeps happening is just when you think something is, that it has gotten too, like I just mean, too bullish, a company called LogMeIn just got acquired. Log me in. Log me in. We use that. Incredibly expensive company. And it just got a bid. Tall grass energy. They just completed the acquisition. All right. Log me in $86.50 private equity. Well, that's crazy. 
Okay, if you say so. Well, I mean, it's crazy because it's like, where were all these buyers when the stocks were dramatically lower? But the answer is there's so much private equity money out there looking for something big to do. There's so much equity money trying to find something like a Boeing, where frankly, you, like you understand, I mean, there's a limit to how, uh, of how many aircraft you can put in storage. Uh, they told you that from the beginning. Inventory needs to be managed. They told you that. Uh, they know that the schedule, they have to work around the schedule. They know that they don't control the timing. The regulators lead. Some people are happy buying Boeing, know all of that. Uh, they want to buy a technology company that some people think it's overvalued. Uh, log me in, suddenly gets a bid. I mean, there's just so many ways to win that the analysts feel like, you know what, i got to capitulate and be more positive. And that's what I think is happening. Capitulation by an analyst community that truly believed that this was going to be a bad year. And it turned out not to be. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we do have Rosenblatt backing up Credit Suisse on Apple, saying that China sales were down 30% year-on-year in November. Of course, yes. Rosenblatt has a sell and a 150 See, target. Very, the 150 target, to me, is indicative of someone... Trying to make a case? Yeah. Now, one fit went, you know, maybe he's thinking that it's a two-for-one split. I mean, when you're... When you have been fighting the stock for for two for 129 points, and all you do is reiterate what the other guy said the other day, which is November. Okay, so November was a bad month. Tell me how December will be now that we have a trade agreement. So I just find that you know value subtracting research. Maybe it causes people to trade around Apple. Uh, no, I mean 150 dollar price target. I think you might lose the right to be able to be taken serious. <laughs> Other big story is Amazon temporarily blocking some third-party sellers from using FedEx ground delivery for Prime. Uh, That ban applies to shipments covered by the Prime program. The company's trying to fulfill its promise of one-day delivery during the holidays. FedEx says the decision affects a minuscule amount of its business. But it's so vicious. We'll find out more tonight when they report. When they report, I think FedEx. They do very little business together anymore. We should point out, and they're completely phasing it out. Very third-party sellers. Yes, they're telling their third-party sellers, but again, that's. But Amazon, right? Amazon wants control of it. Amazon typically takes care of everything for the very often for many of the third-party sellers. They don't want you to be angry at Amazon for a third-party seller, right? Because it's actually FedEx is late, right? Uh, There is a piece here's again the Amazon best idea. Oh, Cowan. Yeah, I mean, uh, using a $2,400 price target. Uh, I do think that Amazon, Amazon's done nothing of late. So, I mean, it was down to 1300 when the president assassinated it over the boat postage stuff. But uh, there's one. You want to buy it? Got a lot of upside. I think they're going to have a very good quarter. Wait, you think what's got a lot of upside? Amazon? I think Amazon's got a good quarter. Really? Yeah. I think Amazon Web Services is doing a remarkable job. You're skeptical? Log me in. I'm just reading the log me in. How much uh, of a premium? Not that much. The stock's been up. up it's 86.05. The stock's obviously. I have not checked in on this. I don't know. Did the? It's um. It's a 4.3 billion dollar deal. Well, that's what I'm talking uh, about. For log me in, and again, it's um. It's Elliot. It's Elliot. It's Elliot. Elliot's doing the deal. <sighs> Their, uh, their private equity arm, so to speak. Private they call it Ever, smart. They call it the Evergreen Coast Capital Corporation. It's a private equity affiliate of, of Elliott. 8605. Um, it is a great company. Do you use the product? It's a 25% premium to the unaffected closing price on the 18th of September. That was a day before media reports speculated about sale process. Remote so you can take a look. Dividend. You see the move up there. But it's a, 16 time, a tech stock that was a 16 times earnings. Right. It wasn't expensive. 
there are so many companies and so much money chasing very few stocks. We stopped having the willy-nilly IPOs. Bill.com was a good deal last week. But WeWork was seminal. I think WeWork put an end to the idea, how much more money can you lose than I can? Uh, it does have a 45-day go shop, as is typical with these private equity deals. But, but you know, look, the stock that's a $4 billion PE deal this morning. Elliot and log me in. Uh, stock, Carl, I know we got to talk about The stock was dramatically higher in February. Yeah. Came down a lot. Nay scooped it up. Uh, there's the opening bell. As Jim pointed out earlier, Caterpillar's here today celebrating its 90th listing anniversary. Jim wearing the Caterpillar Chicago hat. now. You know, people think, oh, what's playing in Peoria? Well, <laughs> you know, they're located in Chicago. Yes, they were in Peoria, though. Um, at the NASDAQ, it's Procurium, an exchange-traded product issuer. What do we think? How do we think Cat's been, will be affected by phase one signing? Well, I mean, I think that Caterpillar, uh, Jim Umpleby, is such a different CEO, told me, uh, at lunch that you should be focused on oil and gas more than China. That oil and gas is actually more important than China. I'm talking about 5 6% because they've really tried to diverse away from China because they saw a lot of negativity coming. In the meantime, the stock did trade down to 116.70s. People gave up on it. It's been pretty much straight up since then. Uh, uh, it's, it's much more like Emerson, like Parker Hannafin, kind of a, a story of, you know what, if China starts growing again, then they'll do well. Well, Fitch, I think, did up their forecast for growth in China well, back to matter. above six. Well, we got the Baltic freight starting to do better. We do have Freeport doing better. There's a, uh, a big theory that China, as, as we stop fighting China, China will get better. Um, I agree with that. But I do think the Caterpillar is much more a function of the fact that they diversified away and that Jim Mump will be sat, stood there and kept buying back shares, one-third, one-twenty, one-fifteen, buy, 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 and as a good dividend, that's changed the episodic nature of Caterpillar, which always bought at the high and then did nothing. He's just been in there. Look at Caterpillar. It acts like a premium growth stock. Great job that Uncle doing. Fabulous job. Uh, and three-month rolling sales have stabilized after having a rough patch, obviously, uh, in the middle of the yeah. year. Well, it's a tiny, you know, it's premium and think about it, the dollar, the dollar's been so manipulated. Everyone else has been taking money away, you know, doing so well, lowering and debasing their currency against CAT, and yet it still wins. Why? Because it is a the best manufacturer. And the best manufacturer win. Um, I wa- wanted to quickly come back to log me, and I, I read a little ahead and missed that Francisco Partners is partnered with Elliott. So Francisco, Francisco Partners. Partners is the lead. Uh, oh. In this log me in deal that, and they we, are, uh, that we just got word of about ten minutes ago or so, uh, again eighty, but you uh, eighty six oh uh, five a share in cash, about four point three billion dollars. DJ Deb, yeah, got that those, one. Yeah, Francisco Partners, I know those guys, and uh, and Elliot as well, uh, together. But you get what I'm company. saying that this is a company that had people thought it lost the way. Yeah, connect, connectivity company, and then boom, they get a deal. So if you were buying this thing well, all the way down, they didn't get their high. Yeah, but that's interesting. Well, but still, you could have bought it. Look where you could have bought it. It's like NXP. No, it's true. And NXP again, now apparently there were press reports remember NXP? a number of months ago about the potential sale, and the stock moved up. So they're saying it's 25% premium to the unaffected price prior to months ago. You can see the move right. up since But do you not feel the excess is bullishness that it's just you can't miss? And that's usually not 
I bet equity has been has been somewhat still. I mean, somewhat cautious. I'm they just are, getting a little is, more cautious. You are moving up. Listen, there's been a little bit of a blip in the financing market. Some private equity. There have been some deals out there that I've like heard. Like the tall grass little, energy. A little bit of trouble uh, in terms of uh, large financing, if needed. We've had, you know, I, w- I don't want to overstate it, but a, right. but a little bit there. Um, and PE is looking for, you know, trying to still look for they things. They need billion-dollar deals. Things are not deals. cheap. They right? need billion-dollar deals. a lot of money they want to put to work, but things are not cheap. Well, that's why I like to I keep, so talk, I keep coming be, back to that tall grass. They very often many years without having deployed as much capital as they perhaps had hoped to. Would you please acknowledge me on this tall grass? Where are we going on tall grass? They got why a do you bid. keep they talking about the, tall grass? Because it completed, they got a bid. They got, they bought, you know, they got the rest of the bid was... They bought the rest of the company. Got it. We've got, got the map. Got map. A map there. I Wyoming. Like the map. It's well, Wyoming. Nice. It's got the Rex Rex uh, line uh, goes all the way from Ohio uh, to Wyoming and then to Cushing. You, you, you ought to focus on that. And Jay built. I, sh- I should focus. Yeah, on Blackstone Eyes. Blackstone. Here's what they get. Rockies Express Natural Gas runs from Ohio back to the Midwest, east from the Rockies. Uh, the Pony Express, which moves crude oil from the Niobrara, which is in uh, Colorado, uh, uh, in Wyoming to Cushing. This is um, uh, done by Blackstone. It's, thank you, Rusty Brazil, for that. But I'm just saying again, this is we got to put money to work. Let's yep. let's throw two, three billion dollars at tall grass energy, even though I don't see a single pipe worth any. You know, you're well, not a believer. No. Okay. Well. Stone tends to do fairly good deals. Not always, well, but I know, oftentimes. But I, I just don't like the Niobrara. I don't care for Wyoming. I don't like the pipeline to Ohio, and I don't want another pipe to cushion. we got all those already. You know, you were here, sitting here for many years talking about the lack of pipelines. Yeah, well, now we have too many pipes. That just How did, that, how did well, the time go by that all these pipelines got built? Because everyone listened to the show, and they said, you know what? Kramer says we got to start by building a lot of pipes. That's the way it works in my own mind. I understand. Because I'm a legend in my mind. You are, yes, you are. A lot goes on in that mind. Well, Most of us don't want to know half of it. There's just money to burn out. It comes on a week where the Journal did that piece on shale investment uh, in the Permian and elsewhere. It's actually dragging down uh, non-residential fixed investment overall for the it economy. Is, it is, but let's remember that, when, is that the rigs, even though the rig count is down dramatically, the rigs are much more uh, prolific and fecund. David, the rigs are more fecund. I like that word. Well and done. so, you know, you just keep getting, we don't have enough. We have, look, we need to have gigantic port infrastructure built out to be able to handle all the oil we have to be able to ship. Um, you, you get that area where Sempra is sending stuff, Cameron, the Freeport, LNG factories, like you, LNG, like you wouldn't believe, the greatest works programs in America. But who talks about it? They are enormous, enormous, enormous infrastructure projects that have been financed to the tune of Tens of billions Tens of when billions. you add them all up. Um, higher, you know, GE has been building them. McDermott, which is not that great a company, but Bechtel, which is unfortunately Bechtel. private. Boy, I like the piece of that like piece of that company. Yeah, uh, it, that's the it, biggest, it, biggest jobs programs in America. Right, you're right. There. We don't talk about it perhaps enough or explain it. Sometimes I think you need to take pictures of this stuff, aerial I'm photos. I'm going of in these January. enormous. I'm terminals. going in January. We call them, they call them trains. David, I'm going to, yes, they're called trains, and I'm going to take a bottle of Veuve Clicquot. No, Cristal. And I'm going to bang that LNG. I am. I'm going to launch one of the LNGs. Nice. I am. What, you want me to do Corbell? Uh, sure. How about yes. some champagne just direct from Flint, Michigan? You like that? Yes, sure. I, I'm, not a cha- I'm not a champagne fan, so You're not, I don't really well, I'm care what you want to use. Rouge Cristal. Um, guys, I did want to uh, come back to the court case, important one taking place uh, up on Pearl Street here. Uh, they're not getting started today in the uh, States versus um, T-Mobile and Sprint until about noon. Judge Morero is going to start then. You're going to have um, 
one witness and then Charlie Ergen, founder, CEO of, uh, of DISH, chairman of DISH, uh, is going to take the stand. Gee, I wonder what he's going to say. How about, mm, yes, I think we're probably going to be a strong, wireless, nationwide competitor. Right. That's what one would imagine. David, Mr. Ergen will take the stand David, to say. There are, there are cases and where argue. attorney generals yeah. from states have come in. Yes, you found. And blocked. And blocked. You, yes, there was somebody who sent you an email when I said I was unaware of when the DOJ had agreed Valera. to a deal. And state AGs had come after one. But there was a Valero deal years ago. Yeah, that California blocked. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, in this case, Jim, I think people in the courtroom, and I have not yet been able to attend, but people tell me uh, they went in with the expectation that Judge Murr would be perhaps sympathetic, certainly to the states. It's an easy case one could imagine, at least from his perspective, to write. Four goes to three. The typical metrics are used to measure competition uh, are all in favor of saying you can't allow that. But he has certainly uh, taken his time in wanting to hear um, while the states made an adequate uh, go of, of making their case, um, I'm told, listen, the judge has certainly seemed open to, um, and as he should, of course, uh, listening to uh, the arguments from T-Mobile and Sprint that rebut the case that four going to three is really going to be anti-competitive and is going to cost consumers uh, more money. Um, you did have Sprint, interestingly, talking about their plan B, saying if, if this deal doesn't happen, Plan B is really to become kind of a regional carrier focusing on 41 dense urban markets that cover 78% of the U.S. population, um, and it's still being studied. But that's the sort of the idea they want to, that Sprint is, is putting out there. Hey, you don't let us go through. We are not going to be the competitor that you think we are. Um, while we do have a two-and-a-half gig uh, spectrum, we don't have enough adequate coverage. We have a lack of free cash flow in terms of balance sheet capacity to truly take this nationwide. And so Sprint is making it clear they won't be able to compete as a nationwide uh, 5G carrier. And so it'll be interesting. Jeez, so in other words, what you're really saying, David, is you're going to get three either way. Well, that's what Sprint would have you believe. Well, right. That... That, you know, while Marcelo Claret came to the company in 14, sort of stabilized things, that their, their build-out plan, which was sort of this non-traditional approach they took in terms of densification of the 2.5 uh, spectrum uh, using small cells and these other radios, that it didn't really work. Didn't work as well as they thought. It didn't create the network they hoped it would where they could really add a lot of capacity and a lot of customers. Uh, and so their... Basically sitting there saying in court, yeah, you let us go, you, you break this thing up, we end up with a lot of churn, not enough cash flow, and an inability to compete nationwide. So, yes, Jim, that is the argument they're making. Where will the judge come down on, on their viability as a competitor after, if in fact he says four going to three is just not something I can allow? I don't know. Jeez, that's a lot of stuff. If he says that? We should be camping out at that. That's probably the biggest court case it's an interesting one, backs, and, and again, investors in Dish will be watching to hear Mr. Ergen and whether he provides any additional detail. He's had a couple. He's, you know, I saw him at Goldman Sachs a couple of months ago. He's, but he hasn't really offered a great deal in terms of his plan. Well, they can grill him. They can. Well, I've got to tell you, I, I'm following this one because of the 5G. I really have been convinced by John Lesher, of course, T-Mobile moving on that we will not be able to have a credible 5G competitor without that merger. I, I actually believe it. You believe it. I do yeah. believe it. Uh, you may be right. 
and the Chinese are ahead of us in 5G. It's kind of like Sputnik when the Russians were ahead of us. It is. It's very similar. We would have President Kennedy need that talking about. Remember how President Kennedy said that we won't yep, let them I'm aware us. we got to get to the moon, yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that that's... Like seven years from that speech. Not because it's easy, but because it is hot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So- Speaking of media and telecom, Jim, Netflix is getting some mileage out of this 8K in which they say 90% of subs are now coming from overseas, although the debate continues as to just how profitable those new subs but are. But that's important because almost every one of the surveys that was negative was involving domestic. So that's a false, that may be a false way to look at Netflix. I thought this was very positive, and I've been on the fence about Netflix simply because I've been reading those stories about domestic peak. But when I saw that geographic, I said to myself, I'm using the wrong numbers. This is very positive. Now, I'm not ready to be converted like I was with Tesla, where I'm now like a big Tesla bull, but I, this was positive. Yeah, By the way, Tesla, that thing's become a monster. Where do you want to do it? Let's check in on, uh, well, on I think Tesla it's down now. a little today. Speaking of space and all things, 381. Wow, that's going to definitely be that a high for going, the for the past 12 months. That going higher. That's a chugger. By the way, your Valero thing was the FTC, we should point out. The FTC. Yes. Okay, the FTC. Which we remember, yes, not the DOJ. Not the DOJ. Okay, yep. all right. Well, I sent it to you so you would remember. I know, I know. I, I know you do. But I think that Tesla's been one of those stocks this period where it levitates. Um, and net Netflix, that was just a dramatic change in how we should value Netflix. It was very important. Uh, six, seven more bucks, and it's an all-time high. How, when was the last time we said Tesla all-time high? Isn't wow. that amazing? What a year. Yeah. Look at that well, thing. Look, they're going to be, oh, that's Netflix. Sorry. People are what saying that Tesla's going to be... Pro- you know, there are, there are people who are looking for big profit in 2020. Many people looking for big profit in 2021. Uh, no one's heard from Elon Musk. He's busy working which I think is smart, not tweeting. And um, it's just been the Chinese gigafactory built in 10 months. The new uh, factory is going to come near Berlin. He's got so much going uh, on, the, that the, guy. The one in Nevada is starting to impact uh, regional employment. I saw some Fed charts the other day about uh, employment in near Reno. Just incredible. You just need a few more charging stations. Long-term mm. battery. Tesla and Solar City are together. He's got SpaceX. Solar He's got Neuralink, City. by the way. Don't Solar forget City. that one where they're going to implant my, stuff in your brain. That my wife you. is buying those, Use AI those tiles. The tiles are now cheaper yeah, or as cheap as regular tiles, but they're guaranteed and they give you power. He's got his hyperlink. He's got his uh, other thing. The, yeah, I have the power. Brown, the boring power. company. You can get the power, shingles, move shingles, and then that goes to your power charging station in your garage. Which then allows you to power yourself all over the place. I got the power. You, you got the power. I got the power. Don't fight the power. No. The X, the gold wing, cool as, you know, I'm as cool as any. I, I, I mean, I am so darn cool. Oh, yeah. We used to have a saying, you're as cool as, I won't say it. <laughs> Let's get to Bob Pisani on the heels of what was an opening uh, high for the S&P. Hey, hey Bob. You're all cool in my book, guys. Uh, two to one advancing to declining stocks. Uh, not as strong as yesterday, but a good open overall. New highs, remember. Boeing's weighing on the Dow, but not as much as yesterday. Down about three points. Uh, we've got Goldman. Uh, we've got Johnson & Johnson. We've got Caterpillar all helping here. Just want to look through the sectors here. We have a mini rally going on in China stocks. This is the biggest one that I watched, MCHI. It's the broadest uh, ownership of China stocks here. We're sitting at an eight-month 
high. It's been up last several days in a row. Emerging markets recently, as the dollar's been weaker, they have been uh, advancing as well. Keep an eye on, on these uh, neglected groups here. Semi-strong, of course. We had another uh, upgrade of Micron over there. Uh, Wedbush Securities today, that's helping. Uh, energy oil's over $60 again today, folks. So we don't pay much attention to that, but uh, that's it. Consumer staples, all, I think there's a little weakness here in some of those uh, food stocks. Unilever, uh, we talked about this earlier, week over in, uh, in Europe. It just doesn't look like a big macro issue with them. They saw some weakness in uh, South Asia and North America. They lowered their sales guidance to the lower end of the 3 to 5% range. So Unilever's down big. Their competitors, Danone and Nestle, uh, also down here. Here in the U.S., sort of mixed. Conagra, General Mills, sort of on the flat side. Again, I don't think there's a big macro call uh, here in the food stocks going on. I want to just focus on why we're at new highs again, because uh, it's important to review what I call the four horsemen that's gotten us to these new highs. The Fed is neutral, number one. The U.S. economy, recession chances have faded rather notably in the last few months. The, let's call it a truce on the trade deal, whatever you want to call it. I want to focus on this, though, the global growth. We have been very l- carefully looking for signs of bottoming in global growth. Industrial production today, pretty good. Some of the China numbers recently, pretty good. The Boeing announcement is a little bit troublesome. Got a lot of emails about people making comments. We might have an 0.3% impact on the GDP of the United States, as well as elsewhere. That's a a very large number. Uh, And a lot of people were concerned about that. There's Boeing right now, uh, impact there, 323. And remember, 322.50 is where they ended the year uh, 2018. So we're essentially flat on the year. Uh, uh, Saffron uh, week here, Saffron's got a deal with General Electric. They make the engines uh, for the plane. There's obviously going to be some kind of cash flow hit to General Electric. Spirit Aerosystems uh, as well, uh, they are the Boeing's biggest supplier. They're out of Kansas. They make the Max Fuselage. That's been down the last couple of days. Senior PLC, that's over uh, in, in uh, England. They make a wide variety of parts for the company uh, as well. And that's really getting hit now uh, after uh, being uh, flat yesterday. So uh, this is rippling through the global supply chain. And it shows you that a little bit of events that are uh, unexpected can sort of impact that global bottoming story. You want to pay close attention to this and how it develops. Guys, back to you. Bob, thank you very much. Meanwhile, uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, getting some big backing for his presidential bid. Netflix uh, chief Reed Hastings, family members of fellow Silicon Valley billionaires Sergey Brin, Sheryl Sandberg, Eric Schmidt, reportedly hosted a glitzy fundraiser for Mayor Pete in Palo Alto last night. It's on the heels of an event in Napa Valley on Sunday. Buttigieg has reportedly received donations from 39 billionaires in the first 11 months of 2019. Tudor Jones mentioned, he's my man. Jeez, I wonder what Elizabeth Warren's thinking. Has she driven off billionaires who would have sided with her otherwise? That has she alienated a group of people whom I think might have been natural supporters? You think there would have been a lot of natural supporters for yes. her amongst the wealthiest Americans? Yes. yes, I do. You do. If she hadn't decided to take on a triple tax, I think well, many of these billionaires were perfectly willing to, you know, understand the double tax system, where tax at the corporate level and tax at the personal level, and uh, a VAT tax would have been most welcome. But I think that when she decided to go after, I mean, I know you that the Lee Cooperman to me is more important than to you, but. When she decided to go after charitable billionaires, I think that people felt, you know what, I'm, immune, I'm not immunized one bit. I've done my whole life, I've tried to do the right thing, and I still get attacked. And the billionaire tax is something that, that, that there's been a lot of research that says it doesn't uh, raise a lot of money. But one thing it certainly does do is alienate the people who 
might have been with her instead of Mayor right. Pete. Also, maybe being a little insincere about why he actually teared up on our air. It was not about having to pay the money. No. But that's clearly what she tried to imply. That's true. Right. Yeah. But, right. But I just think that you can't really do what she did uh, and expect that there will be people, uh, millionaires, who want to go for her um, because they're. She, you don't want a lot of people. She doesn't. She's made a lot of people afraid. That's what I talked about last night on Mad Money. It, it doesn't do good to have people afraid of you. It's good to have people united with you. In under common sense, I'm giving her tips for her campaign, but she's scared people, and that's why I think other people are flocking to other candidates. Don't forget Bernie Sanders, by the way. His support stays right here. No, it doesn't go anywhere. Very good point, dude. We're all young people. Well, I don't know. They text a lot. Be sure to check out our podcast, by the way. Uh, you can listen to the opening bell hour of Squawk on the Street wherever you listen to podcasts. There are a lot of podcasts out there, but ours is the best. Ah. Dow's up 16. <laughs> Take a look at the best S&P gainers right now. Netflix and Noble Energy are duking it out for the number one spot, followed by Newell and Apache. Dow's up 10, S&P 3192. We're back in a moment. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Oh, one of my absolute favorites, David Ricks from Eli. One of the most consumer-friendly people. Indiana, amazing. I probably feels bad because of that beatdown that they suffered last night at the hands of the Saints. That's it. They're based in Indi- Indiana. Got it. I'm watching Drew Brees is a pleasure, man. That guy can throw. Mm. Yeah, but see, my guy's Sorry. from Indiana. Oh, uh, Frank White. <laughs> like, really go Buffalo. Wrong, wrong team bu- there, David. Go like, Buffalo. Yeah, and Andrew Luck does not, is no longer the quarterback. I'm aware of Mr. Frank Luck. Frank Wright. He had like a 3 6 at Stanford. Frank Wright, who? Now, he did higher than that. Was he higher than a Yeah, three? Richard Sherman had a 4.0. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.